Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Jesus identified what is most important. Jesus himself, our Lord and Savior, identified what's most important in our lives. And if Jesus said it was important, how many of you know it's important? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we see where Jesus speaks in the word, and if you have a red letter edition, when Jesus talks in your Bible, it's printed in red. When you see that, I call that the hot sauce of the word. Now, every word in the Bible is important. But when Jesus is speaking, we ought to take a special notice because it's going to season our life. How many know y'all like fried chicken? Most they say preachers love fried chicken. I, I, I'm a preacher, and I, I do love fried chi- chicken. I remember they used to call that the gospel bird. Amen. Amen. It's not really the gospel bird, <laughs> but that's what they call it. <laughs> but, but, you know, every now and then, I, I, uh, you know, uh, so one, I like to put a little hot sauce on my, on my chicken, you know, for that. It seasons it. It gives it some, that extra special, special kick, my dear. I, I know you, you put some hot sauce on some before, not just the, the chicken, but... Fish, too, as well. You put the hot sauce on there. Pastor Ella likes mustard on her fish. Amen. Uh, so some of y'all frown. I thought it wasn't good either until I tried it. It's pretty good. Amen. But seasoning can help you in your life. And the seasoning of God's word can stir up the gifts that are within us. We had talked about the last time. We, we said, and, and I'm going to refresh you on a few things, but then I want to focus on one particular area that we're going to look at today. And what Jesus identified as most important. And we know when we started talking about this uh, giving, tithing, we said that the Lord Jesus himself was uh, was a tithe. I get to that in a moment. But we said the tithe should be given into the storehouse, which today is primarily the the local church. And then the reason that is is because you regularly attend and receive your financial and you receive your spiritual food and your nourishment in order for you to grow in your Christian life. And we went into Malachi 3.10 and looked at let those verses. And one thing I didn't say that is so important, did you realize tithing involves worship unto the Lord? When you give, when you're tithe, tithing, you're worshiping God. And we saw that uh, that in Malachi 3, 10, and 11, and also in Deuteronomy 26. I went, I'm not going to go back and reteach those things, but if you missed that message, you are, I, I heard a little bit of it this morning on, on the radio broadcast, and I said, because when I, when I did, a lot of times, I, you know, I, I feel certain ways, but when I went back and listened to it, I said, wow, it was some good stuff there. Some of you told me that you enjoyed it and it was good, but you know, sometimes, because when, when I, you know, I have a, you know, and you don't ever go by how you feel. When the Bible says the sower sows the word, when you're a preacher, you preach the word. The word will stand all on its own. It doesn't matter if we, if, if we, if we run and shout or if we sit still and don't move. When a word goes out, yokes are being destroyed and burdens are being removed by anyone and everyone that will receive it. And so, I, 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 Brother Hagin, you said this, I'm never moved by censure when folks come against you 
or praise. When people say, say oh, you're, you're the best thing since sliced bread. You like to hear that kind of stuff, but you're not moved by it. It doesn't cause you to what you say and what you don't say. I can't be governed by people's opinion and what I teach and preach. I have to teach and preach what God said in the word. And then, as they say, and I know this is a gambling term, but let the chips fall where they may. Amen. How many of y'all ever, I mean, don't, you don't have to raise your hand. How many ever played poker or saw poker? I, I used to play. I was pretty good. I would take your money. Amen. And had fun and would laugh at you, glory to God. <laughs> but I got over that. I don't do that, Brother Steve, anymore. I don't gamble. Amen. Don't do it anymore. But I have done it. Amen. Have fun. Yeah. I, I remember. Five card draw. Five cards. Let me hush. I don't want y'all to. <laughs> I remember them games. <laughs> Pastor, you played poker. Yeah. It was good. Amen. But I'm a better Christian now. Since I've been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. You might as well say amen. I'm enjoying myself anyway. Amen. Because <laughs> Jesus is good. And the word of God is give. You know, you don't have to take folk money when you give. Because you love. And that's what we said, the essential element. And it involves worship. Let me say this too. Just remind you. We said there were two major rewards that belong to a faithful tither. One was you release the windows of heaven so that financial blessing comes upon you. You open the doors of the windows of heaven so that God can shower out the blessings upon you. And two, we said that you activate God's rebuke against Satan and the, who's the devourer. And he's bound from stealing from you, from you, from taking your finances. When we're a tither, when we're a giver, we qualify for all these blessings and, and others too. We said uh, one thing that we need to know, tithing, giving, is the acknowledgement that God is the owner of all and you are only a steward or a trustee over your human estate. What's that primary reason we said? And I think I said the highlight of this message, and if I didn't, I'll say it now. Real giving is being obedient to what God told us to do. That's in every way. With our money, yes. But with our time, with our energy, with everything that God has given us. God so loved the world, we used last time in John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son, but that was a principle, a practice that God evoked. And the primary law that we should live by are the essential, the most important thing. And, and as we ask this question or, or show what Jesus identified, we see that law of love in John's gospel, chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. He said this, a new commandment. I give unto you that you love one another. When we taught on this before at the beginning of this month, we said it was a new commandment because in the old covenant, he wrote the law, the Ten Commandments on tablets of stone. In the old covenant 
believers, they had it to read. But in the new covenant, in the, with the New Testament believers, us, he wrote this commandment of love in our hearts. That commandment of love. He said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And he said, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. How? If you have love one for another. So when folks are saved, you know it because they love the brethren. And they love folk. And they're not practicing uh, evil. They're not trying to do wrong against folk. Why? Because if you love somebody, you want the best for them, don't you? We went over that all month teaching. Go back. They're all embedded. Go back and listen to them. We said this too. Love is always the way in our tithing and our giving. We came from the point of view. And I thank God just this week, God reestablished. Because when he gave me this teaching, I hadn't taught this way about tithing and giving before. That the basis of it, we do it because we love. We love God first, but we love the brother. We love the things of the church. And, and when you give, when you tithe, you're supporting the kingdom of God. And love is the way that you do that. We said before, and I said I would come back to you, that Jesus was a tither. And this is where I want to hook up last time, from when we did it last time. And the Lord Jesus himself was a tither, and he confirmed the practice of tithing in the New Testament. And we looked at particular scripture in Matthew 23. Matthew 23 in the King James says like this. You need to look at neighbor and say, you really need to listen up now. I'll say it again. Y'all didn't hear me. Look at your neighbor and tell him you really need to listen up now. Amen. Matthew 23, 23 in the King James says this. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Those were the teachers, the preachers of the law at that time. And he said, hypocrites. Uh-oh, why? For you pay tithe or mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you to have done and not to leave the other undone. In other words, Jesus was teaching, hey, you, you're tithing. You know, when you see that cumin and mist and, and different things, those are different herbs and things that they were using, that they were given to, to, the, to the kingdom to help and, and to the storehouse. Because we found out that's what they did back. They had a storehouse where they kept all the food and everything and in the church. And then they gave it out to people to have need. But he, they were doing that. But they omitted what God called the weightier matters. And that's what we need to find out about. And I'm going to get to, I want to look at a few, some, some, some of these translations you don't have written down. But I want to look at this, this verse in a couple of translations, and then I'm going to get to the ERV last. But in Matthew 23, 23, in the New Living Translation, the NLT, it says this. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites again, for ye... Notice this, for ye are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. 
but you ignore the more important aspects of the law. Justice, mercy, and faith. He said, you should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Wow. What does this say? God is saying, this is Jesus speaking, if you got a red letter edition here. He's saying, don't neglect the more important things. We need to find out what is the more important thing. But I want to look at this also in the NIV, the New International Version. Again, this same verse, Matthew 23, 23, in NIV says this. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. In other words, the teacher was doing it and all the other folks were doing it too because that's what they were teaching them. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, again, the, the, whatever they were growing and stuff, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced this latter, the weightier things, these more important things, Without neglecting the former, the tithing. Jesus was a tither. He tithed it. But Jesus did all of the law. And he never came short any. Well, pastor, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law, haven't we? Yes, the curse of it. But the blessing that came from obedience to do what Jesus said to do is in the new covenant. And we went over a lot of those things that I'm not going to go back and reteach, but they're in the last week's teaching. But we need to understand, Pastor, what are these weightier things? You mentioned some things. What are these things that are more important than, than giving, than tithing? Tithing is God's. He said, he said we, the devourer is rebuked. The devil is rebuked because we tithe. We said the windows of heaven are opened up because we tithe. But... Jesus said there are things more important. There are things weightier than that that we need to be doing. What are these things? I looked in the ERV, the easy to read translation, and looked at, they were, they were, they brought, they were brought out a little bit more. And I want to spend just a, a moment or two on these. In Matthew 23, Verse 23, and I'm going to go and read 23, 24, 25, and 26 in the ERV. It said this, and listen, and I'll comment on it as I go. Again, Matthew 23, 23 in the easy to read. It will be bad for you teachers of the law and you Pharisees. You are hypocrites. We've heard that four times now. You give God a tenth of the food you get, even your mint, your dill, your cumin, but you don't obey the really important teachings of the law. These are things that Jesus said were really important. What are these things? One, being fair. Everybody wants people to be fair to them. If you're fair to people, then you're going to treat them right. God, Jesus said these, that being fair is more weightier than, than you're giving. Being fair to your family, being fair to your co-workers, being fair to your spouses, being fair to, to, to your children. A lot of folks think, well, I'm, I'm the daddy. I rule the house. Well, wait till you get a baby in the house. You may be the daddy and you may be, you should be the spiritual head. 
That doesn't mean that you, rule, you, should, you should rule with an with a iron fist. Everything you say go, whether you're right or wrong. Look at his name and say, I know he's talking to you now. No, if you're right, yes. But if you're wrong, ask folks to forgive you. Ask your children to forgive you. I used to, you know, I think I established my relationship better with my son more than any other way. What we used to read at night together, and I used to hug him. And, and you know, we, we still, when we see each other, he came home another day. And first thing he did, he came and hugged me. But one of the things that really established our, our relationship was me understanding that I need to be fair. When I realized that I was wrong about something, even if I had disciplined him, I went and told him, son, daddy was wrong. I'm sorry. And I asked him, would you forgive me? I'd had to do that more than once. Y'all may have been perfect and didn't make mistakes when you were parenting. I wasn't. But thank God, when I, when I found out that I had made a mistake, I asked my son, to forgive me. And I, time after time that, that I did that, he always said, Daddy, it's all right. I love you. I said, I love you too, son. Thank you for forgiving me. That's fairness. That's one of the more weightier things. What's another weightier thing? It said being fair, showing mercy. Being merciful. That's one of the ways. People make mistakes and they do things wrong. Your loved ones sometimes say things that hurt you. Be merciful, Jesus said. Be merciful to them. Why? Because if you live any length of time, you're going to make a mistake. And you're going to need mercy. He said one of the weightier things, not only being fair, but being merciful to people when they mess up. You know, the world is, has, wants to show no mercy. I'm not saying that wrong is right. It's not. But thank God, as believers, walking in that law of love, we ought to be merciful. Because without God and the word, so go we. Look at the neighbor and say, I received that, Pastor. Amen. These are the weightier things we talk about. What's another one? Being faithful. We thank God and we teach and we preach faith, how to grow in faith. But one of the fruit of the spirits is faithfulness. Faithfulness is not you operating in God, the God kind of faith. Faithfulness is when what mama used to tell me, son, always be a man of your word. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, swear to your own hurt. That's what the Bible says. And do it. And if you don't do it for whatever reason, let them know that you were sorry. Let them know that you will do it if you can. Be a man or a person of your word. Jesus said, these are the more weightier things than even the tithing and, and, and the giving. And, and that rebukes the devourer for our sake. What, what, if, if, we, if we're faithful in the weightier things, we know the enemy can't even get to us. That's when we wear that shield of faith that's impenetrable. That the enemy can't shoot his fiery darts and get to us. He'll try anything to distract you. But he said, be faithful. These 
are some of the more weightier things. These, verse 23 said in the ERV, these are the things you should do. And you should also continue to do those other things, the tithing. But notice verse 24. It says, you guide the people, but you are blind. Wow. If the teacher that's giving you the, what you're supposed to do is blind, everybody in trouble. Because you're going to get in the ditch. He says, think about a man picking a little fly out of his drink and then swallowing a camel. He told them they were like that. What does that mean? You, you, drink it, you ever been outside drinking water and all of a sudden, you, oh, you see a fly and then you get it out. And you thirsty as you can be. You just pour a little bit of that out and drink that water. Glory to God. Amen. That fly is gone. Amen. Because you thirsty. But, but you ain't made the truth, but you I've done it. Glory to God. But he said, these folks, these hypocrites, they, they didn't drink the fly, but they swallowed a whole camel. They swallowed a whole thing that could devastate and kill them. The fly would have would have been awful, but swallowing the camel, they 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 did the worst stuff, or they didn't do the weightier, the better stuff. He said, he told them you were like that. Notice verse twenty-five. It will be bad for you teachers of the law and you Pharisees. You are hypocrites again. He said that a couple of times, didn't he? Notice this. You wash clean the outside of your cups and dishes, but inside they are full of what you got by cheating others and pleasing yourselves. In other words, you, you, you ever saw folk that did stuff and they cleaned the outside where folk of something where people could see? But when you got inside, the place was a mess. It was devastating. It was, it stunk. It was awful. Jesus is telling them it's not good enough to just look good on the outside. But what's going on on the inside? He said, these are the weightier things. Verse 26, he said, Pharisees, you are blind. He said, make first the inside of the cup clean. Get straight on the inside. Get the word of God. Get Romans 12, 1 and 2. Say, say, get our minds renewed or transformed by the word of God. Get clean on the inside. The, the Bible talks about the washing of the water of the word. I mean, no, we need that continually. We need this type of teaching continually. Because there's residue on the outside. And as you walk around, stuff will jump on you. And if you allow it, it'll jump in you. We need the word to cleanse us continuously. That's the reason you just can't go by uh, uh, what you've heard. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't come by what you heard last week. Thank God that helped us for last week. But what are you doing this week? We need the word this week. We need to compound on that word. That's the reason I'm going over and re-emphasizing some things. 
Because we need to understand tithing is essential. If we want to de de devour the devil rebuke for our sake, if we want the windows of heaven opened up, it's essential. But we need to do these more weightier things too as well if we want to walk in the full blessing of God. We are saved to serve. We're saved to help. We're saved to be a blessing. And not just be a facade of what looks good on the outside. He said, then the outside of the cup will also be clean when you clean the inside. God help us. Look at the neighbor and say, God will help you do that. But it's up to us to follow suit. Amen. Question we ask you. We talked about Jesus giving the most important thing. What command is most important? What command is most important? We've been talking about it all month, haven't we? Amen. We know what it is, but let's look at what it said. We're going to look at a different, different uh, passage in, in, in Mark 12 and verse 28 through 34 in the, in the ERV. It says this, Jesus speaking again, Mark disseminating it. He said, one of the teachers of the law came to Jesus. He heard Jesus arguing with the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Some theologians said, instead of Sadducees and Pharisees, that these were religious folks. Sad I see and fair you see. That's how they really were. He saw that Jesus gave good answers to their questions. A lot of times they ask questions trying to trick Jesus. They really didn't want any real answers. So he asked him, which of the commands is most important? Jesus answered them, and he's answering us now. The most important command is this. People of Israel, people of reaching the world, people of wherever you are, listen. The Lord our God is the only Lord. The most important command. Verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Every aspect of your being. We can't do that without the empowerment of the spirit of God in a natural we don't we natural human love is selfish we talked about that natural human love is out you know even 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 mother's love my child my daughter my house selfishness there but to love in a God kind of love with all our heart we got to have the empowerment of, of grace and the mercies of God the weight of your things he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Notice verse 31 of Mark 12 in the ERV. The second most important command is this. Love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Everybody. The same as you love yourself. Uh-oh. A lot of folks love themselves. It, it, you know, ain't nothing wrong with loving yourself. Now, you ought not to... Uh, uh, just, just do for yourself only. But yeah, you need to love you because you don't need to do foolish things to you. You need to get the word. So there's nothing wrong with loving you. He said, but, but love your neighbor as you love yourself, the same as you love yourself. These two commands are the most important. Amen. Jesus told us what was most important, the law of love. And notice verse 32, the man answered, 
that was a good answer. Sure was. <laughs> Teacher, that's a good answer. You are right in saying that God is the only Lord and that there is no other God. And you must love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. And you must love others the same as you love yourself. These commands are more important than all the animals and sacrifice we offer to God. That was the old traditional old covenant. They came yearly and offered and, and, and killed animals and shed blood to cover their sins, to cover that misdoing for a time. They had to come back and do it again because they did more. But Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. His blood didn't cover, it cleansed. It washed away. But we need to plead the blood of Jesus every now and then. Because even after you got saved, you got born again. Uh, I done messed up since then. How about you? Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But thanks be to God, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We're not under the curse anymore. Jesus paid the price so we could have life and life more abundantly. Verse 34 uh, of Mark 12 says, Jesus saw that the man answered him wisely. Jesus looking at how you're answering, too. So he said to him, you are close to God's kingdom. He said, you're almost ready to go in. And after that time, notice this. No one was brave enough to ask Jesus any more questions after that. <laughs> Jesus gave him the truth, and the truth set him free, and it still will if you take it. But I want to end this teaching with this. What did Jesus call true giving? Jesus called this example true giving. And I, I told you earlier that, that when I taught this, I sensed even this week, I was reading, Pastor Ella reminded me, and she got out a book that she likes to read about Andrew Murray. He was an old uh, missionary that, that was a faithful and that, that, that was mightily used of God and wrote books and books were written about him. And he said this in his book of the importance of sacrificial love of giving all to God in this example we see what Jesus said was true or real giving or the highest level of giving the highest level of, of, of giving notice I repeated that twice where, where is that it's in Mark 12 verse 41 it's also in Luke 13. We're going to look at Mark 12, verse 41 here. Notice what it says. You, you'll be familiar. You'll remember it when I start reading. Verse 41 of Mark 12 says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. In other words, Jesus sat back and it was offering time and he watched. That's indication that the giving time was very important. Jesus watched what was given, but he also watched how they gave. And he noticed something about one. Well, he noticed something about all of them. You know what? He's noticing that about us, too. How are we giving? Let me read on. Verse 42. And there came a certain poor widow. And she threw in two mites, which make a fartling, real small amount of money of that time. And he called unto him his disciples. Jesus did. 
he called his disciples. He said, look, guys. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow who has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. She just gave a couple of mites. A farthing. There were some there, you read it in Luke, where it said there were many rich people who gave large amounts. And we see this in verse 44. But notice how they gave. For all they did cast in of their abundance. They gave part of what they had abundantly. They gave large amounts, but he didn't tax them in the least. Because they had a whole lot. But notice what Jesus noticed and said about her and about them. But she, of her want, did cast in all that she had, even all her living. She gave everything into the offering. What? She gave it all. Jesus declared that she gave more than all that. Remember I told you last week, God is a percentage God. Those rich folks gave a whole lot more in amount than she did. But Jesus said, this widow woman gave more than all of them. Because she gave all that she had. She sacrificially gave. Why you reckon she to do that, preacher? Because she loved God. And she loved the church. I got, you know, we don't see too much more about her, but Jesus mentioned, I got a feeling. Great blessing came her way. She was a poor woman when she did that. I don't believe she was poor after that. Because Jesus noticed her. How many know when God has noticed you, blessings on its way? When you give all that you have and when you sacrificially give, why did she do that? She did it because she loved God, because she loved the things of God, and she gave. Andrew Murray said that, well, why didn't God put this as a commandment? Didn't, why did he tell all of us to give all that we had? He didn't. He didn't make that a commandment. He told us to give 10%. That was his. And then after that, you can give alms to help other folks. You can give offerings to help more. I told you, Sister Ellen and I, we bypassed 10% years and years ago of our giving. But why? Because you love God. And you love the things of God. God didn't command us to do it. He wanted us to do it freely out of a heart of love, out of a heart of respect. He wanted us to, Andrew Murray said like this, he wanted us to realize that everything we have, God gave it to us. And that we lay it at his feet. And whatever he wants, we ought to want. To give to him freely because God's not going to allow you 
doubt give him. I said, God's not going to allow. The more you give, the more he's going to give unto you. That's what the scripture said. Y'all remember, go back and read, read what we read last week. The more you give, the more he's going to give unto you. Good measure, pressed down and running together. Is he going to call other men to give unto your bosom? The blessings of God on their way. When you plant seed of love into people, Love is going to come back your way. When you plant peace, peace is going to come your way. When you plant good words, good words are going to come back your way. When you plant blessing, blessing is going to come back your way. It's God's law of love in action. Amen. I just want to reiterate some things. You know, right now, I don't know if you like me, it's just like it's a sweet-smelling savor aroma of the anointing in this place right now right now we want the primary time you can reach up if you got anything going on reach up and grab your healing by faith why because the love law is in work right now you can you can god brother Hagen used to tell us this god will bless you on, 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 on a promise god will bless you when you tell him i'm gonna do gonna do what's right god will go ahead and bless you He'll go ahead and do it. I mean, anyway, you, you, don't, you don't do stuff to manipulate God anyway. But when you show that you love God, God wants to shower down the blessings upon you. We saw that in Luke. God wants to give you abundantly above what you could actually think. And he will. Because he is love. Amen. The love walk should be more than the love talk on it. Look at your neighbor. Repeat after me. Everybody, look at a neighbor. Look at him directly in the eye. We, I'm finished. Look at him and say, I thank God. I love you. I'm leaving God with you for God's best for you. I believe everything you touch, you're going to prosper and be in good health. The blessings of God are going to overtake you so that you won't have room enough to receive it all. You're going to have abundantly above what you can actually think. The anointed of God will destroy yokes in your life because you're a love God, you're a love child of a love God. And you're loving people and you're sowing the most important thing. And you're going to reap all the rewards of it. God loves you, so die. Amen. Blessings, blessings. Doesn't it just make you feel good on the inside? I tell you, it's just good to be in the house. I'm done. I'm done. We, we need to pray now. Amen. If you, how do I get there, Pastor? Just by asking Jesus into your heart. Just by asking him into your life. Right now, those of you at home or anyone in here, if you've never done that before, even if you have, I'm going to ask us all to pray this same prayer. Amen. But if you had never done it before, now is your time. As we pray this prayer, you repeat this after me. I believe the overpowering blessings of God are going to overtake you because we're right under the spout where the blessings are being poured out. As we pray, as we say, let's receive what God wants to receive. Repeat after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you paid the price so that I could have life. And life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. I am saved. I believe it. I receive it. Lord, I thank you 
And I ask you to fill me afresh anew, to fill me afresh and anew with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And Lord, when I pray that prayer language, I'm built up. I'm edified. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And whatever else you see fit to add. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You just prayed that prayer. If you ever, if you at the E-Church, the first time you ever prayed or even in here, you just started a brand new walk with God. I believe we all started a brand new walk. Because we got reassured of some things today that God wants us to know. And walk in that new commandment of love. And the blessings are going to be on their way. You're just going to feel different about different things. When something's said rude against you, instead of you cussing, fussing, and cutting, you're going to pray and ask God to bless them and help them. And you're not going to take it. You're not going to take offense. You know, for you to become offended, you got to take it. If you refuse to take offense, you won't be offended. You see on the screen, you're at home, three, three mini books that you can take and, and give and, 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 and uh, we'll give them to you absolutely free. You see that QR code that, that will bless you too as well. When you, when you scan it with your phone, it'll take you to, to the uh, uh, a video where it explains to you how, how, what it is to be saved. And if you want to be a member of Regional World Bible Church, to bless you. Amen.